Well, hi again, everybody. Ron Alesco with you on Folk Music Notebook this Tuesday morning, the day after Labor Day. Hope you all had a wonderful and safe weekend. And uh, I have luck with me today because we have been able to get a good connection with our good friend, Dave Rowe. And we have another chapter of Folk on the Water. And Dave, I think you're with us and you're somewhere in Milwaukee. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm sitting right out the, outside the, the uh, Summerfest Festival grounds ah. uh, at Anchor. Uh, this probably is the most beautiful place in Milwaukee. Uh, uh -huh. where I'm sitting right now. Oh, it's certainly the cheapest hotel room. <laughs> well, good for you. I'm glad you're there and safe. Um, you know, I, I have to say, we most of us have been looking at the news, and uh, there was a terrible incident on a boat off the shores of California over the weekend. Um, and it's still a developing story, so you know, we really can't get into it. We don't know all the details yet, but you know, it made me think about you and, and Stacy out on, on, on your boat. And you know, I think a lot of people take it for granted that, that these boats are just not just pleasure crews. I mean, they, there's a lot of danger out there and you have to be on your toes at all time. Oh, definitely. Uh, you know, it, these, uh, these things are, well, Think of it this way. It is a lifeboat. We put our lives in its hands uh, constantly. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it's up to us to make sure that all the systems are functioning as they're supposed to, um, that we don't stow things in such a way that they could present a fire hazard, uh, that any flammable materials are you know, cleaned up, stowed, that sort of thing. Uh, and properly vented if it's if if it's gases and you know that that all that stuff mm -hmm. uh, and you know not saying that that anything on that that uh, boat in California was amiss uh, but you know we have to do those things that's first sure uh, and you know I I noticed from the news that it was crew who were saved uh, and it seems like passengers were not mm -hmm. uh, and. and what that to me speaks to is the fact that uh, the crew know where the fire extinguishers are. They know where the escape hatches are. They know where the life jackets are. Um, and, you know, yes, they were probably awake too while everybody was asleep below. Um, but if they knew how to get out, uh, there probably would have been more people surviving that situation. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm I'm just as guilty as everybody else when I walk onto an airplane and I sit down in the big cushy uh, seat and I, you know, put my earphones on and I kick back and I'm I'm ready for the flight and when the flight attendant says please take out the emergency card in the seat pocket in front of you, I say yeah 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 I, you know I've read it all I know it all, <laughs> <laughs> right right um, and I I I probably don't. Uh, it, you know, and, and most airplanes, to be fair, are like every other airplane and the nearest exit may not be right in front of you. It might be behind you, uh, sure. <laughs> just like they always say. Um, but I do know my boat and, uh, I, I think that, uh, in the, you know, that's, that's a tragic situation right there, but, uh, there's no way that those folks probably knew how to deal with being on a burning boat. Uh, unfamiliar territory. Probably half of them woke up in a terror, not even knowing where they were, not remembering they were on a boat. Sure, you know, it's it, 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 I, I just can't imagine. No, I just, no. Well, it's 
I'm sure the story is going to come out. We'll find out more and hopefully it'll help for the future that people will be a little more careful. And, and I know you're being careful, obviously, as you said, you know, you know, the boat, you and Stacy know exactly where everything is. And of course you also know your surroundings. Now uh, you're, I understand you're, you're lucky you made it to Milwaukee today because tomorrow there's some really uh, fierce winds in the forecast. And uh, I understand that there's going to be some really uh, rough seas. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, we're behind two breakwaters where we're sitting right now. And, you know, I think probably one would do uh, at, at least for if we need to change positions or go into a marina or something, we can do that, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh but uh, you know it, it's going to be. They're, they're talking eight to ten foot seas here. Wow, uh, which is a really angry lake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at <laughs> least. And the the Great Lakes, to be fair, can be just as fierce, if not fiercer, than the ocean. Uh, it's compared to the ocean, it's a tempest in a teapot. Now, on the ocean, you can get certainly much bigger waves. You can get twenty, thirty, forty, fifty foot waves, uh, which you'll never see that on a Great Lake. But because the lakes are smaller, uh, that means the waves are closer together. And it's really the frequency of the waves, uh, how how close together they are, that makes things the most dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you get a 10-foot wave that's right behind another 10-foot wave, uh, you're hitting two walls you know, simultaneously almost. Wow. Uh, so it, it gets real dangerous. And you had some rough weather getting into Milwaukee as you were, as you were traveling there, you, you face a, maybe they weren't that bad as what they're expecting tomorrow, but you still had some rough seas. Uh, it's slightly coming in here. Yesterday uh, we had rougher seas uh, when we were going to Sheboygan. We, we came down, uh, well, I think the last time you and I spoke, we were in two rivers uh, and I looked at the weather in two rivers and saw these winds coming tomorrow. And I said, well, if we don't leave for Milwaukee, today, meaning yesterday, um, then we're not going to get there uh, for a week because mm-hmm. of the, the way these winds are starting to set up. So against both Stacy's and my better judgment, <laughs> uh, we, we set out yesterday uh, and we went through some, probably the, the, it wasn't the worst seas we've seen, but it was the most uncomfortable for the longest period of time that we've been. Uh, and we did hit some uh, some swells that were big enough that it knocked over our dining table and did some damage to that and dented the floor and uh, the captain's chair fell over and dented the ice machine and mm. you know just uh, all you know significantly minor <laughs> compared right. to what it could be and I'm I'm still glad we traveled yesterday because uh, it, it would have set us back uh, quite a bit not to have sure but. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, you know, it it gets dangerous out there. Yeah, well, you're playing it safe, and that's what counts. Now, you were in Sheboygan yesterday, so how are things in Sheboygan? Did you have a good time there? Uh, yeah, actually, I, it has a, a really nice marina uh, and a, a very nice Harbor Freight tool store. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to go pick up a, a tool uh, so that I can cut out our, our uh, black water tank when the time comes later this week and uh, you know i'm not i'm not carrying my my full complement of tools on the boat i i put together a package of tools that i thought i'd need on the boat uh not knowing that i would have to cut up a 
black water tank. <laughs> Boy. So I, I went and dropped 50 bucks at Harbor Freight yesterday to, uh, to buy a tool that I already own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, there's always eBay at the end of the trip journey. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, I, I also understand that you uh, you did order the uh, solar panels. We talked about that a couple of chapters ago, and uh, you're going to be receiving them this week. So that'll be fun to put together. Yes, they're sitting in my friend Kathy and Russ's garage. Uh, and as soon as we get together, I will manage to get those in my hands, mount them up. And I don't know if you can hear it right now. I'll be very quiet for a second. Hear that? Yes, I hear it. The generator running. <laughs> uh -huh. Wow! Yeah, yeah. Uh, th that's going to be that's going to be dead silence. Soon. <laughs> uh, now, now you have the generator going because you're you're actually at an anchorage. You're not really connected to a dock right now in Milwaukee. Is that correct? Right. Exactly. We are at anchor, uh, and I, there is a dock. You know, not fifty feet from us right now that we could be at but if we were at that dock we would be spending money that we don't have to spend because <laughs> i don't i don't know if anyone's told you this ron but we have an anchor yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and anchors are free I might as well use it why not <laughs> mm -hmm. uh well we're glad you're uh, glad you're safe and sound now i also hear that there's a very strong possibility that you're gonna be doing a concert uh, a little gig coming up on friday night that's that's the scuttlebutt. Uh, it hasn't been confirmed yet. We're waiting for uh, uh, my people to talk to their people and, and firm up the details. But it's looking like uh, I'm going to be playing in Elm Grove at an Irish pub called O'Donohue's. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I have not played in Wisconsin since uh, 2007. As a matter of fact, the last time I played uh, in Wisconsin, I played on a stage. I can see the stage from where I'm sitting right now. Really, um, I played Milwaukee Irish Fest, and we are literally right in front of the festival grounds right here. Uh, and it is now the Uline stage. I don't know how much <laughs> Uline paid uh, to have their name plastered on uh, what it was. I think it was the Miller Light stage at the time. They probably still call it the Miller Light stage. I don't know. This is Milwaukee after all. <laughs> but I can see the stage from uh, from the anchorage here. Anything going on tonight, or is it just a quiet stage? Uh, right now, the grounds are quiet. Uh, I heard them make an announcement over the PA system saying the park was about to be closed so that they could get ready for an event or another. Uh, mm -hmm. And everybody, please, you know, find your nearest exit and get the heck out because <laughs> we, we have stuff to do here. Sure. Uh, so I, I, I don't know what's going on, but uh, it sounds like it's exciting. Oh, very nice. Well, maybe get a front row seat if you stay there a little bit longer. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, you know, I, you were, when you were in Sheboygan, I, I meant to ask you this a few minutes ago, but I saw a photo on your Facebook page that uh, the stink pot found its long lost twin. Yeah, I, I, exactly the same boat made exactly the same year. Uh, two lovely people uh, who just purchased her recently and are now beginning, they began the loop about a month ago uh, from north of here. They, they're, uh, it's a Great Lakes boat. They are Great Lakes boaters. Uh, and now I guess we'll get to get to know them along the way. <laughs> um, they, were, they went to Racine, which is south of here uh, today. So we're, we're behind them now, but uh, I'm sure we'll catch up eventually. 
It's really great. I, I always love the little community that's kind of built up around this. I mean, all of you on your separate boats, but you know, running into each other, sharing tales. That that's got to be really fun and also encouraging. I guess you're you're encouraging each other on this uh, very long journey of six thousand miles. Oh, definitely. And you know, we're we're swapping information and. How did you deal with this situation? Oh, when you go there, you're going to uh, encounter such and such. You know, these are all good things to know. Uh, and we, we just, we share that information freely amongst ourselves because, you know, frankly, this is a, it, it can be a lonely trip, uh, you know, it's without this camaraderie. And some of this information is just so arcane, uh, so uh, hard to apprehend that, uh, if it weren't for other people saying, oh, yeah, you can dock there and they're not going to charge you, uh, you know, we'd, we'd really be in the weeds. Mm -hmm. You mentioned about camaraderie. Uh, I got an email from you and you mentioned that you met up with some people that have brought their pet dog with them. And that's kind of surprising to me. People would bring a dog on such a long journey. Oh yeah. And you know, the funny thing is, is I've, I've noticed that probably, I think more than half of the people doing the loop, um, I've noticed are doing it with pets, Wow. Uh, you know, of some sort form or another. Some people have cats, some people love dogs. Uh, you know, at, I'm a former dog owner. I, I, I had dogs most of my life and I love dogs. I'd love to have another dog, but I just can't see forcing my lifestyle, uh, on a dog at this point. Uh, and you know, I, I've noticed that a lot of these people are, are really, um, they're, there's, they're kind of held hostage to that small patch of grass they have to find every three hours. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of the anchorages along the loop that we've, uh, stayed in, uh, consequently, you know, we'll look at it and it'll say two stars don't stop here. Oh, oh gosh, this must be a terrible place. Look at it. And it's only two stars because they couldn't get their dog off the boat. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> you know, yeah, sure. no place to take Fido here. Yeah. Keep moving. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, so we, without a dog, we, we of course can, we're, we're much less choosy, I guess. Uh, with where we can stop. And, you know, that's nothing against dog owners. That's nothing against people who actually do this with their pets. And I'm sure they're glad to do it. Uh, and, you know, well, D-O-G, uh, D-O-G, the dog we met today. <laughs> uh, he uh, <laughs> he is much happier on the dock than he is on the boat. I can and imagine. <laughs> he he uh, he went to the the rail and they said, "Yeah, Dog, you can get off the boat." And he got right off the boat and just lay down on the dock and and you know was completely at peace at that moment. Oh, sure. You know, so this this is a hard thing for pets. I I, I, I can't imagine. I, you know, I'm sure if people get seasick, I'm sure dogs and cats can get seasick as well. That that's Definitely. something to consider. Oh boy. Well, uh, at least you and, uh, and Stacy are doing well. You're in, in, in Milwaukee for a couple of days, um, and you've got a gig coming up, which makes me think about uh, music. Do you have a song for us today? I do have a song, and since we were talking about dogs, uh, let's actually do the song that I wrote for my dogs. Uh, it's, I, it, it was, it was nonspecific when I wrote this uh, because it, it was – shortly after I'd lost my last dog. Uh, but I've had a number of dogs through the years. And so I made up a name that I thought would be a 
great name for a dog. Maybe my next dog will have the name Duchess. Duchess and I would get an ice cream after school Duchess and I were like the wind So many sticks and stones and broken bones and everything A boy and his dog, Duchess and I The bus would drop me off by the mailbox next door. A boy's best friend would greet me wagging at the door. Those times were best of all, I couldn't ask for more. We were quite a pair, Duchess and I. Cause it's the time that holds us close. And life's the shortest part It's the things we treasure most I hear the whisper in my heart And if I cease my wondering now She'll die in me somehow there's only time for me to find childhood that's mine, Duchess and I. We'd take a trip to hunt the monsters in the yard. They didn't stand a chance with Duchess standing guard Then tossed the frisbee till we both were breathing hard We had lots of fun, Duchess and I She's resting now beneath her favorite shady tree a true companion to the years But I still hold her close Time can't take her from me This man and his dog Duchess and I Cause it's the time that holds us close And life's the shortest part it's the things we treasure most I hear the whisper in my heart And if I cease my wandering now She'll die in me somehow There's only time for me to find Childhood that's mine, Duchess and I, Duchess and I.
And that's Duchess. Dave Rowe recorded live at Baldwin Station in uh, Maryland a few years back on a wonderful CD that Dave has released. And we've got Dave with us tonight, uh, or this afternoon. Well, actually, we're recording this on Monday night. You're hearing this on Tuesday afternoon. And uh, Dave and Stacy and the Stinkpot are anchored in Milwaukee. So your plan for the rest of the week, I understand you're going to be staying in Milwaukee for a while. We are. Uh, it's a town I'm familiar with, and I have a lot of work to do on the boat. So I think we're going to sit still and, and try to see to some of that um, and you know, get past some of the small niggling problems that we've been having. Uh, I'd, love, I'd love to actually clean the boat. It's been a while <laughs> since we've given it a good spick and span and seeing our spick and span sistership yesterday just made me go, oh, gosh, I got to clean the boat. Uh, but I, I actually, I, I was down uh, below deck uh, fishing some things out this afternoon, and I had the scare of the week. Uh, and I, I, we were talking about things that can go bad on a boat. Uh, one of the things that you dread is looking below decks and seeing water puddling uh, down there. Oh, that's not a good sign. And I looked down through the the, uh, the hatch and there was water pooling up underneath one of the engines. So I quickly scampered around uh, and investigated the issue. There's this thing on uh, boats of this type called limber holes, and there are holes between the stringers that represent the, uh, the, the actual structure of the hull so that water can move from higher areas to lower areas where it can then be pumped out. And I had a limber hole that had plugged. Uh, so any water that was coming in uh, around my shaft, which is normal, uh, was just pooling there. And I, I don't know how long it had been going that way, but it was a, a plugged limber hole. So I had to get down there and stick my finger through the goopy limber hole <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> and let the water, and it just rushed down and the pumps immediately kicked on and pumped for probably, I don't know, 10 minutes wow. while it got all this water out of there. But it was quite a bit of water. It, it uh, could have been the beginning of a very bad situation for Stinkpot. Oh, it's a good thing you checked that. Is, is this something you do every day? You do inspections of areas like this or is that part of your routine? Uh, generally speaking, I'm, I'm looking at all of these things at least once a day. Um, but I hadn't noticed that particular problem. It could have been a fairly new problem. Given the amount of water that was there, uh, I would say it's something that had been going on about 24 hours. Oh, boy. Uh, so I, I caught it before it was a bad thing, and we're fine. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's just, as we were talking about at the beginning of the chapter uh, with the boat in California, you know, you have to stay on top of all these little things because you never know which niggling little detail is going to be the one that causes a very bad situation to sure, occur. Sure. Sure. You know, that's life on a boat. Oh, well, I'm so glad you're taking care of things and paying attention and uh, keeping safe. That's, that's the main thing, having fun and keeping safe. So you're going to be there for a couple of days. Uh, how's the weather getting a little chilly? I, well, on the water, it's chilly. You get on the land and it feels like summer again. It's, it's uh -huh. funny. You know, we, when we get up in the morning, uh, we dress for where we are going, which is out onto the water. Uh, and, you know, the wind blowing across the water 
is cool. You know, the, the, the water's a big heat sink. So if it's, it's pulling, pulling the heat right out of the, the air. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it, it was probably in the mid fifties out there. We were wearing, uh, our, our fine woolens Stacy had on her, her longies today. <laughs> uh, and we were just, when we, when we arrived in Milwaukee, we both looked like a couple of Eskimos. And as soon as we got into safe Harbor and the wind let up, uh, and we started feeling the warmth of the land, basically, uh, all of a sudden the clothes started coming off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I understand you know, from here on in, you're, you're going to be going into some rivers so that should get warmer. Exactly. As opposed to the lakes. Oh, great. Great. Yeah, we'll be warming up. Ah, excellent. Well, listen, Dave, I'm going to let you go. It's been fun talking to you as usual. And uh, again, remain safe and good luck. We will we'll be looking at your Facebook page to co- confirm that gig in, in uh, uh, was it Elm Grove, Wisconsin, which is yep. a, a little bit outside of Milwaukee. So I hope our listeners, if you're in the area, you'll check out Dave uh, on Friday night. Uh, fingers crossed. Hope everything works out. Fingers crossed. It'll be on the stink pot. We'll, we'll mention it on the stink pot page. I'll probably put it on the Dave Rowe music page as well. And I'll make sure it gets on my website because uh, God knows my calendar on the website could probably use some gigs at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, listen, have a great time, Dave. We'll talk to you in a couple of days and uh, looking forward to more great adventures, safe adventures on the stink pot. Take care, You're Dave. Thank you, Ron. (laughs) And that was Dave Rowe and uh, captain of the stink pot as we're following him and Stacy on the year long journey around the great loop, a 6,000 mile trip by boat. And uh, we'll be catching up with Dave again in a few days with another chapter of folk on the water. Keep tuned to folk music notebook, more great music coming up.